Yeah, James usually pushes all the buttons. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Improv FAQ. I'm your host, Bob Wick, and joining us today is a very, very special guest, our friend, yeah. Gary Lehman. Hi. And yes, uh, I am very special. Very special. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being on, bud. Yeah, no problem. Uh, how you been? Uh, I'm good. Keeping crazy busy. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I do tech stuff at school, so there's a lot of technology being used right now in schools. So, yeah, been busy. All right, all right. Uh, have you been doing any improv lately? Any in the online stuff? Uh, I was doing over the summer. I was doing um, True Colors. Oh yeah, with uh, Go Digital, and uh, I'm t actually teaching an improv class at Eastern this semester. No. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm not every once in a while I jump in and play with the class based on, you know, if you have numbers or whatever, but right. so I'm planning and teaching a lot of zoom prov because we're uh, Eastern's all online. So in that way, I've been doing a lot of uh, performing. I get asked by relatives and friends on a regular basis. If I had a show this weekend, and oh like, yeah, no, uh, everything's closed. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot. When is it? When is the theater opening? I I don't know. I yeah. I don't own the theater. I yeah. <laughs> also, uh, health things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you been teaching like intro classes, like intro one? Uh, I haven't. So pointless has been running online improv classes since June, but I have not taught any of them. Right. Um, I mean, I I reconfigured the curriculum a lot. Me and the teachers, you know, redid the curriculum for Zoom. Uh, but I haven't taught anything because uh, I haven't needed to, and uh, we've had enough teachers to cover stuff. So uh, I guess the first I am right now basically teaching intro one, like the Eastern classes. Um, not a performance class. So there are theater majors and biology majors and elementary education, musical therapy, uh, all kinds of, uh, it's oh, more wow. like an applied improv class. Yeah. Um, musical I mean, therapy. Yeah. yeah. Explain that. Like what is, I mean, uh, it seems I won't do like it. Justice. it okay. <laughs> well, it's, um, they do a lot of improvisation, but on a, on a keyboard. So they do like, you know, musical improvisation. Oh, cool. um, I don't know the parameters of it per se, but it is like a therapeutic session. Um, and they use music to uh, interact with clients. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, you wouldn't just randomly go like, I'm going to go see a musical therapist. I think it's for, you know, particular things. Um, use of music to, you know, mellow some people out or I'm not doing a good job of explaining it because I don't really know what it is, but it is a program at Eastern and I yeah. know it's, it's a fairly um, good one in the country, I guess. Oh, that's so, cool. I worked with a couple uh, musicians who are really good at um, playing with improv because they're musical therapy majors. So, yeah, uh, just really quick. Cause I figured, I finally figured out how to also Put broadcast onto Facebook in the middle of your sentence. Uh, so just a reminder. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching. Uh, if if you during this uh, broadcast, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, me and Gary love talking improv, hence us being live and talking improv. Um, so even if the question isn't relevant to what we're talking about right now, it would just add to the conversation because this whole premise is uh, the conversations we used to have at the bar and. From experience, those never stayed on topic either. <laughs> <laughs> or on improv, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly improv. Mostly improv. I mean, <clears throat> improv at heart. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's the improv I've been doing is like, you know, it's basically intro one. Like I'm doing, I'm doing. Because uh, um, yeah. uh, I was wondering, like, how do I mean, I think every improv class or intro improv class I've ever been a part of, whether it's the one I took or taught, 
you know, you basically have your go-tos, the, you know, zip, zap, zap, and all that stuff. And applying that to a Zoom format must be interesting. Or, you know, or just not even being in the room to, to read, you know, body language and see how the people would do on a back line and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, there's also philosophies you can still teach, but it just, I just, I don't know. It's not the, I'm not trying to, to, to crap on it. I'm just saying like, I, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. It's not the same because we learned in a different environment. Right. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, when we went through the curriculum at Pointless, I, you know, specifically just set up meetings and anyone that wanted to come, any teachers that wanted to come and help with that process. And a lot of them came, thank God, because, <laughs> you know, uh, revamping uh, eight weeks of curriculum in eight classes yeah. um, is a, a slog by yourself. But also, like, the multiple points of view and experience, because a lot of them had been doing online rehearsals and um, coaching and stuff on Zoom already. So they already brought stuff yeah. in. So a lot of it is just how do you organize uh, something in person online, uh, specifically using the tools of Zoom. And it really is just like, what are the tools that you can use to set up a game? Um, or what do you change about a game like ZipZapta um, to do it online? And it's actually, I won't say it's not that hard, uh, but there are lots of tools that you can use. <clears throat> the biggest one that was brought in June was that um, if you add numbers to the front of people's names on Zoom, you can then sequence them. Oh. Um, for games where, like Zip Zap Zap, you can't just point because on Zoom, right. in, in June on Zoom, oh, the layouts were all different. Um, <laughs> That's a fun not, sentence. <laughs> yes. Uh, but in September, they pushed out an update where the teacher or the host of the meeting right. can arrange um people the way they want them and then uh, send it out to the users and then everybody sees the same layout and the same oh that's nice spots that doesn't always work because if someone isn't updated to that client then they can't use it and if they're on their phone or tablet or Chromebook you know there's all these parameters it's a lot more work online yeah but <clears throat> um, on the flip side I could actually so for next semester I'm teaching this class at Eastern again and I have the option of doing an in-person class. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I could split it up into two sections and only have eight people in each section. But I had never really thought this through to this level. If you are, in, and you think, great, right? Oh, I want to be in person and do some improv. Well, you still have restrictions. You have to have a mask. Right. And you have to be six feet away from everyone at all times. Yeah. Um, and I ended up keeping my class on Zoom because on Zoom, I can see your face. Yeah. Uh, and if we back up, we can see most of our bodies. So if we wanted to do like physical stuff, we can still do it. And uh, can you imagine doing a scene six feet apart all the time? Oh, that's, that's a weird <laughs> stage picture. <laughs> yeah. And so, and also depending on, you know, everybody has different levels of anxiety and yeah. safety issues. And I didn't, I didn't want people like freaking out if someone got three feet to them and like yeah. pulling them out of the moment. And there were just so many things I hadn't considered. Uh, about You'd almost have to like down. draw two circles <laughs> on the stage. Like yeah. you stay in the circle, you stay in the circle. And uh, <laughs> right. this is, yeah, this is your, your spot. And then you're like, and then also like, how big is the room? Is there airflow? How often do we have to take a break? Um, where can you go for your break? Only one person in the bathroom at a time. Like there's so many parameters. Right. Um, and actually things have been going really well on Zoom. Um, and so, you know, these are most of the people I'm teaching have never been improv before. So it's an improv one class and they're doing great. And I was like, yeah. you know what I, um, so I was not thrilled about doing Zoom prof, like when quarantine ended and like my whatever, and I'm like, yeah. uh, right. And then I'd have a conversation with myself and be like, well, what do we tell people when they come into learning prof? It's like, get out of your comfort zone, try something new. Um, you know, just because you like something one way doesn't mean there's another way to do it. Yeah. And so 
I just, you know, did what I tell people to do if I'm teaching a class. And do I like it as, as much? No, but I've come to enjoy it. You know, right. there's rules you set up, like, again, the tools. Uh, so on Zoom, we do a lot of, like, hide non-video um, participants. So you can turn your video feed off, and the only people on screen are the people in the scene or the game. Um, so that way they can focus on each other, no matter which side of the screen they're on. Yeah. Um, uh, like, we started playing Freeze, <clears throat> and you just turn your video feed back on, and I'm like, you see a third person on the screen, that means somebody's freezing, even if they don't hear them say freeze. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's the different. And sometimes I'll try something that doesn't work. I'll be like, okay, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's try this. <laughs> let's refigure this out. Yeah. Has, has that been a, a problem, like uh, equipment? Like, you know, because like, uh, um, not everybody has a new computer. Like, I, I know, right. like, I had to upgrade my, my laptop because I couldn't do any of the background stuff. Well, that wasn't the only reason. It, it, I needed a new laptop, but right. my old my old one wasn't working too great for like stuff like this and yeah. So thing. being a being a tech person, uh, yes, and all the problems have to do with the users, which you can't fix. All right. Um, and by users, I mean like the equipment they bring, because of course. Um, uh, well, like I said about that that feature on Zoom where uh, you can like rearrange the the people on the screen and have everybody see it the same way. Well, that only works <clears throat> if everybody has the same settings and has the same version of the Zoom client running oh. and the and the equipment they're on. Yeah. So if they're on a phone, um, that's not going to work because you don't see the whole grid on a phone anyways. Yeah. Tablets, possibly. And then Chromebooks, I don't know if you're familiar with these. Um, they're kind of like the new thing because they're cheap. Um, you can get one for like 80 bucks, like at the lower end. And it's literally just a laptop case that runs Chrome, the Chrome browser. Nice. <laughs> uh, so it's a full-size laptop. Uh, a lot of, <clears throat> like the DPS Detroit was giving out uh, Chromebooks to kids. So there's a lot of a lot of students that have Chromebooks, but they're, uh, they're not a full-fledged laptop. So they don't have all the features that a regular Zoom would have. So that's limited. So this tool is great, but once I pushed it out, like not everybody could use it. So then it became useless. <laughs> so I had wow. to go back to like numbering people, which is fine. I know that works. So, yeah. um, and then like, how do I turn my video feed off? I'm like, well, are you on a PC or a Mac? Cause that makes a difference. Oh, <laughs> There's man. just a lot to know. Teaching improv and tech in the same day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So and if you're not a tech person, like, right. you get frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine so. Um, cool. Uh, let's switch gears. So how long have we known each other? 15, oh. 16, 17? Well, I started taking classes in 2004. Four. Yeah. And then uh, that was at the Improv Inferno. And then I... We had to have met each other there. That's that's our that's why I first remember you. Yeah, at the Inferno, because mm -hmm. you used to be there as often, especially on Sunday nights when Eye Candy was going on. Oh yeah, yeah. who wasn't there on Sunday nights? I, that was <laughs> after, it. Yeah. yeah, after the stand-up was done. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would go there, go watch Motor Prism, go go to dinner for two hours, and come back, <laughs> and then come back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what, 16 years? Yeah, wow. Uh, and I think that me and you both, gosh, we both have a, 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 a spot in our heart for the underdog, if you will, because I, I think that's how we would describe how we were 16 years ago. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, not just 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> for like four to six years after uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So a conversation I've had with students a lot is especially like after after like uh, auditions and stuff like how to handle how to handle if you don't pass an audition. Yeah, you know. And my my advice has always been, uh, you know, an audition is great because it's an opportunity, but it's not you're not auditioning for improv. So if there's an opportunity that you want and 
you know, you don't get it because, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people don't pass um, auditions. But create your own opportunity. Uh, like, kind of like we were talking before, like, you know, everything's not, I, it's not the ideal situation we're in right now to do improv. But if you create your own opportunities, if you, you know, get, mess around with your Zoom, you can figure something cool to do to, you know, scratch that itch until everything goes back to normal. Yeah, like Zoom is the new rusty nail, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <clears throat> the ultimate bar prov. Uh, so, I mean, have you had those conversations? And if so, like, what kind of advice do you give? Um, well, yes, I've had those conversations, especially since I've had them for a while, but especially since I started being on the other side of the table, yeah. Um, which changes what everything you say, yeah. <laughs> what you say, what you can't say, obviously, you know, like the, um, the audition room is like, I don't want to say holy ground, but something like, you know, like you just can't tell what was discussed and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so you can't just say like, oh, we didn't cast it because of this, um, yeah. which also is not uh, empathetic at all. <laughs> um, I always, I, I start those conversations like I start class evaluations, which is how do you feel you did? Right. Um, and then because that um, helps kind of helps whoever you're talking to kind of focus on them. Uh, yeah. It's not about me and whatever I thought or did or said uh, in the casting process. Um, you know, you feel this way because you feel this way. You feel you did a good job. Uh, you had your heart set on it. Um, you had your heart set on it, but thought you didn't do well. Like it gives me their perspective on how they felt they did. And then we can go from there. But it is always like, you know, an audition is just an opportunity. Uh, and there are so many variables about casting. Um, and who knows uh, why. Um, and sometimes it's very obvious why. And sometimes I'll have to say it and sometimes they will. Like they just did, you know, they did a big no-no, <laughs> you know. Uh, I've seen people in auditions literally negate in like level one ways. Yeah. Like, like literally like that's not an alien. That's my mom. And like, yeah. like, and then when you talk to them afterwards, they're like, Oh yeah, I, I knew that was bad. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's things like that, which, and then I, then we talk about like, how can you get better? How do you use this as a, uh, a growth opportunity as opposed to a negative, yeah. um, you know, and encouraging, you know, there's, I rare, I've rarely had to talk to someone who just took a crap on the stage for auditions. It's usually people yeah. who are, you know, ready to have, you know, be auditioning. Um, maybe need a little more seasoning, uh, a little more playtime outside of the classroom, uh, but they're on the right track and, right. you know, that kind of stuff and pointing out like, take a boot camp, take a workshop, um, go somewhere outside of Detroit and take some classes or get into a group. That's not people from your classes. Yeah. It's uh, not know. playing with the same three people. Right. You need, yeah, um, you need exposure. Yeah. And just, you know, a lot of it is just empathy and being like, right. well, I've been there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you want to talk I, about not getting an audition? Well, let's, <laughs> let's sit down at the bar and have a chat. <laughs> let's. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, you mentioned like, yeah, when you sit on the other side of the table at an audition, you you understand it more. I think the the frustration yeah. is because we're not allowed to like, you know, you don't want to, you know, that that audition room is sacred. You know, you want everybody at that table to be feel free to say whatever without it having any repercussions or anything, because we're all friends. You know, no one. And I'm not saying that like everybody's talking bad or anything it's just like you know mm. you're critiquing and you wouldn't it's not comfortable to critique a friend you know or or a student that you spent a lot of time with or you know you you, you tend you know you, you get to that 
position where you start caring about the people who are auditioning for you and it makes things more difficult, you know, but you have to be honest. It, that's the only fair way to do it, you know? Yeah. And you're also you're not right. being fair to them if you just cast them because you no. like them or, you know, you have a relationship with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're not casting. You're, then you're getting, then it becomes like, you know, nepotism or like, well, yeah. you just have to be friends with, you know, the people on the table in order to get cast, which, you know, it said a lot regardless, but I can tell you, so, you know, we initiated this chat because, you know, we, you and I went through many auditions before getting stuff. Um, but I can, uh, I, you know, you always grouse right out of it, right? They only got it because they know so-and-so. Um, make ourselves feel better. Uh, and the first time I was on the other side of the table, which was for, um, Misconnections, sort of, so launch group. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course we say, like, oh, I've taught this person four times, or like, uh, you know, I'm friends with this person. You know, you say those things to qualify yeah. what you're saying, um, and everybody feels open to talk about it. And, um, and I've, you know, people have called people out about, things like that too. Oh, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, you guys hang out at the bar a lot. Like, right. Uh, or, you know, so what are you saying? And, you know, you just point this stuff out. Um, and, you know, we've had people recuse themselves because they're dating the person who's auditioning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like all that stuff is there. It's not like we don't talk about it. And it's not like we don't agonize over decisions and, uh, you know, all of it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason why the first time I, I, I was on the other side of the table, we had a nine-person cast. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. oh, and I believe we were up till midnight and still. Oh, done, my. So. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> was nuts uh, but I, I learned a lot from that like that same because I again I remember like not getting auditions and being just like what am I doing wrong and why can't they tell me like if I'm supposed to learn from this or grow shouldn't you give me an answer like I kind of know I mean <laughs> and to be honest your your instructors probably gave you like the same note over and over again and you weren't taking it you know, and I mean, that's not the only reason, but I, I, I've noticed the times I've had these conversations with students, it, that's been kind of the case. Just, you know, you, you got the one note. You can tell me it. You can tell me the note because you've gotten it so many times. Would you please take the note and see what happens? <laughs> or, or what have you done to work on it? Right. Yeah. Because I think it's an easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, like, you know, you'll say whatever the whatever the issue was or note. And they're like, Oh yeah, I get pulled out all the time. And then I'm like, <laughs> well, um, and? <laughs> it's not like it wasn't, if you've been told it once, you can kind of right. go like, Oh, it was just that teacher. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, but if five people in an entire audition panel have said like, you need to work on X, then you need to work on X. Right. Um, even if you don't think you do. Uh, that's the other thing is like self-realization. Like you might think you're doing great. Um, I remember getting a note from Christy Bonsdale, who was my launch group coach, who was like, you smile on everything. And I was like, what? She's like, everything you do, you're smiling. Like even when, even when you're being angry or you're sad, you're smiling. Like Gary is smiling because you're so happy to be on stage doing improv. And I was like, do I? And I fucking was, man. <laughs> I was smiling <laughs> all the time. Right. And like, I how how am I supposed to realize that? I can't see my own face. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was, how do we? And also, how do you work on uh. that? Like, that was when I first like got into like physical performing because I was like, how do you? Oh, I have to control my face. <laughs> that, well, yeah, uh, duh. It's called acting. God. Um, <laughs> it took me forever to work on that 
Oh, well, I, I still work on eye contact. Oh, you've, you've played with me enough times to know, like, I, 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 I have an issue with eye, I've always had an issue with eye contact. I don't make it, especially on stage, because, I you know, I'm trying to, like, if I make eye contact, I'm going to break. Or, like, I can't. What do you mean? What do you mean? Ugh. What are you talking about? Wait, what? what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you've, but I like, I have actively during scenes, like, look at your scene partner. I like, it's been nice, like, playing with, like, uh, Peterson because I have to look at him, to, you know, <laughs> or, or it, it gets really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a two man, right? So, like, right, right. You yeah, we're doing a mono scene, just like I'm just gonna focus on this, <laughs> this this pot I'm making in the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah doing a TJ and Dave uh, intro would be most difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where yeah, stare at each other for what feels like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my oh, my favorite note though. Uh, Oh my god, her name just left my face, er, my brain. Uh, she's in New York. She works for Conan and those guys. Um, she was on main stage in Detroit. Uh, god, what's her name? Uh, I think I know who you mean, and I can't remember her name either. Oh my god. Anyways, my improv teacher uh, used to say, best day ever, because I used to negate. Oh, Jenny, uh, right? Jenny, yes. Uh, what's her last name? Um, that's this is good. This is good audio. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's on that one bit on the Seth Meyer show, right? Yes. Like, the different yes. perspectives. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was great. It, and she really helped because I always was trying to uh, add conflict. Like, oh, hey, we're having hamburgers today. I hate hamburgers. I never want to have, or best idea ever. We're going to make the tallest, you know, like it, Yes, best idea ever. We're Jenny going. Hagel. Yes. Jenny uh, Hagel. She was great. I still like I could see her face. I could hear her voice. I couldn't think of her name. Like me and names. That's that's a, <laughs> that's another note I give myself. Like learn names. That's why like that's probably like why I would love Zoom classes. Like <laughs> you have to put your Oh name yeah, out. they're great. <laughs> so when I'm teaching literal like you know, school classes. This right. is the first year I've known everybody's name, like okay. by the end of the first day. Because <laughs> their names are right on the screen. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. A funny story about names uh, as a side, you know, okay, bar chat. Uh, Thursday's EMU class, I have a waiting room on Zoom, so I can't get bombed. Um, and this name pops up Susan, uh, S- Susan, rogers or something who is not on my roster and i'm like who the hell is susan so i sent a message to the waiting room saying like i don't know susan rogers who is this you're not on my roster and no no one replied and thankfully i checked my inbox and it was one of my current students who had created a character name in one of her acting classes on zoom and then forgot to change it and once you Uh. connect once you've connected, you can't change it. And oh, she's like, okay. she's like, hi, I'm Susan. Uh, I had to change it for a character thing. So I saw her and, and then I called her Susan for the whole class. Because uh, <laughs> I'm funny. She should have took the class. I hope she took the class in character. <laughs> uh, she did not, but I didn't think about that. That'd be funny. Yeah, well, next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I went to I.O., I did the summer intensive which is like five weeks long which i think was the best intensive i ever took um that was the that was the thing that got like changed my um performance like me as an improviser the most um because i got a lot of notes that i'd gotten before but i also got a lot of notes that i hadn't because you know you have four days in a row for six hours a day um, with the same teacher um, for five weeks in a row. Uh, And so I kept, you know, I got a lot of notes that I could work on. And also it was a, you know, it was a style of play that wasn't being taught in Detroit at the time, which was Herald based. Um, 
scene work and, you know, scene work is scene work on some level, but then when you're trying to incorporate it into um, a form like Harold, where there's a lot of recurring things, because <clears throat> typically, uh, and maybe I'm remembering incorrectly since we both took classes around the same time. So maybe uh, you, this is not the case, but I, looking back, I, I feel like, like we did a lot of scene work, but we didn't do a lot of forms. Um, I agree. I agree. So, Everything was montage. Yeah, and in montage, you don't have to remember names no. or anything, really, because we weren't... There wasn't a lot of callbacks, or at least yeah. I don't remember them being taught a lot. Well, especially at Second City, because you're writing... You're performing for writing. Yeah. yeah, so you normally wouldn't come back to things because you're generating material. Anyways, that style of play was disconnected with me more, so I just... But, you know, found my anchor, for lack of a better term. No, um, I, I remember when you went out because, yeah, when you came back, you could, there was something different about you. I mean, something clicked. And yeah, you know, it, was, it was that's it. really cool. And, and it, like, it inspired me to, like, search elsewhere, you know, because I just thought, hey, I went to Second City. I got this. <laughs> oh, like, there is more. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, I, you know, I went to Chicago and I did a thing for me. It's not, um, it's not a knock against, you know, no, where we were trained, how we were trained and who taught oh, us. Absolutely. Like, I, like I had, I mean, trust me, I went in with a really good base because I had some people in my class that I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, you know, you can't go wrong with, you know, all the teachers that we had. Uh, oh, no. Now oh, working, we had great teachers, yeah. Yeah, they're working in New York and all these right. other places, so. Yeah. No, but but I do like the what you said. There's a style that clicked with you, and it just reinforced everything they said, but also helped you see how to apply it in a different way. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I think that's true with a lot of people. There's so many ways to improvise. I mean, how many times have you took a, a character class? You know, that's <laughs> that's like a and everybody has their way of doing it. You know, or, and and what it means to them, and how to how to start, and you know what's important, and all this stuff, and it's all good. But there there are, I'm thinking in my head, there are, there are particular ones that really stuck with me, and it, it's not knocking the other ones. Like it's just preference that's you know? that's what clicked with you right yeah. well that's why so many people can teach the same subject <laughs> and because you yeah. know a clown workshop from uh uh who's the guy chad, that was at the last chad? Diff? chad taking a clown class with chad is way different than taking a clown class from isaac oh right um who and they're both they've both studied clowning but and then it's totally different if you took clowning with Kristen from uh, Philadelphia. Right. I can't remember her last name, but we've had three different people teach clowning at Diff, and they're all totally different. Yeah. The thing about I like about clowning, like they, it can't be defined. So teaching something that can't really be defined is, I find fascinating. Like, yeah, eh, you'll know it when you're doing it. <laughs> All right. Apparently it's high, you know, uh, high emotion and physicality. That's what I think. It, if I was, if I had to distill it down, um, it'd be that. Because James brought in a, a guy that he and I had had as a teacher at Second City when we went and did a physical workshop. And he pissed me off uh, in Chicago because there's this exercise that I couldn't do, which was like letting everything go and just letting, showing yourself whatever that meant. And what it meant was if he saw what he wanted to see, um, and some people can just drop their, you know, protections uh, really easily, and I could not. <laughs> like, literally, I couldn't do the exercise. So he told me to just sit down, and I was fucking pissed the rest of the oh. day. <laughs> Uh, I I can just see a pouting Gary like I didn't want to do the exercise anyway. Yeah, right. Well, this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah, whatever. Whatever no, this guy no, says. The porter there just dunk. It's just a bunch of bunk. Yeah. Anyways, he came to Detroit. James has stayed in contact with him. Yeah. He did like a funny workshop, and it was all 
Like I was, I never sweated so much in an improv work. Oh yeah. That's the one we started like with yoga and then mm -hmm. yeah, the big emotion stuff. Yeah. That was a great workshop. <coughs> yeah. So yeah. Just on the subject of emotions, like how many times have you given a note? Like I need it bigger. Like I need a bigger emotion. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Usually that just translates into, can you have an emotion? Right. Just one. <laughs> different from what your normal is right as you like you already said like you you out back in the day we're trying to bring in conflict right so that's a that's the thing you're doing some people are always uh trying to be funny ha 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 oh. everything's great <clears throat> some people are always angry because you know that's the emotion we go to as humans yeah. um <laughs> Unfortunately, we, I think it's just such an easy one to to make big because you're yeah. when you're angry, you're already up there. You're already revved up as it is. So heightening that is just more of the same, but bigger, you know? Yeah. Somebody said once, I think at a workshop that anger isn't an emotion. It's a filter for other emotions. Uh, oh, like if you're angry, you're not actually angry you're angry because of something else so you're reacting to it right. so you're angry because you're sad you're angry because you're um disappointed hurt. you're angry yeah. because you're hurt um and that's the filter you go through and i was like oh that's interesting i, I love that. how it's become more nuanced yeah, yeah. are you happy mad are you angry are you happy angry are you sad angry are you disappointed angry um but also that connects like to vulnerability, which is why I, I couldn't do that exercise with that clowning guy. Cause it was like, what do you mean? Drop all of my protections. Like yeah. that's what got me Lower through the middle gates. school. No, <laughs> like, no. Uh, girl, I, I was a gay boy in the UP in the eighties. Like I got, I got battlefield uh, <laughs> shit. Up. Um, there are trenches and minefields. And battleships yeah. off the coast that you can't even see, like. <laughs> in the UP in the eighties is my favorite Cure song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't want them to perform it on SNL. That's why they're banned. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a big one too. Is vulnerability of like you know letting right. letting people in, but also letting yourself out. Um. And that's or, yeah, accepting one. exception, accepting that you're wrong, accepting that you, you, you did, you know, you're not perfect. That's, mm -hmm. that's an interesting, like, uh, Garrett does a lot of that with his characters. Like, Oh, like if he gets caught, uh, we were talking about that. Like if someone calls you an asshole, it's more interesting to be hurt by it than to get angry, you know, to react, you know, like, right. Anger, well, anger, anger keeps it's a filter. Yeah. Other reason I think we go to anger is because it keeps the wall up, uh, reinforces the wall, <clears throat> that, and being hurt lowers them. <laughs> you're letting people in. Well, you're also lowering your status, which it, people mm -hmm. tend to not do. Like they they fight for their. I mean, which makes sense. We do that in real life, but right. you know, you're you're, you're trying to show a chunk of life in three minutes. Uh, you gotta you know play the short game sometimes. Well, and the flip, the flip of what you asked is true too. Like, how many times have I had to tell people to get bigger? I mean, I've had to tell people to, you know, rein it in too. Like, yeah. Um, I know I always say like, don't be subtle, but what I mean is, don't be coy or subtle about your intentions. You need to be upfront with those and improv so we can know what the hell you're thinking and we can react to it. I'm not talking about emotions, like. Well, that's a, well, first of all, just a really quick break. Just a reminder for those watching, if you have any questions, even if it's not about what we're currently talking about, we can, as you notice, we can flip on a dime here. Uh, so <laughs> please, uh, feel free to leave a comment. Um, but I, I, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, uh, when I've given the note, hey, play bigger, 90% of the time, I, I am the, the student would tell me, I am getting to it. Like, well, like I, the reveal is not as going to be as, as great as you think you're is because you're not building that kind of tension. You're just kind of yeah. like, it, yeah. Listen, you're not on an Amtrak train in Chicago, slowly pulling into the station. Like, 
just get to get to it. Get to it. Trust me. Uh, slow builds are great, but yeah. you know, there's they're great in scripted stuff, right? Cause you, can, you know it's coming, and everyone else knows it's coming. But in improv, we don't know what's coming, and some someone could jump off the back line, introduce something new, and there you there goes your slow build. Yep, we'll never know. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that they're they're bad and you should never do them, but if it's your go-to thing, I don't I don't know if you're being as entertaining as you could be. You know, we're storytellers. We're doing scenes that never been written, and sometimes you gotta really think about the pacing and and how yeah. how that is affecting your audience and is the payoff going to be a, as strong as you think it's going to be. And sometimes it just takes stage time to get get a good handle on that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, emotions are hard. <laughs> Especially being an emotional emotions. person. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> emotions. Um, so with the Zoom, like, what notes are you giving are giving out the most frequent? So in their class teaching? Yeah, just in general. Yeah. Um, so I'm not doing notes so much because it's not a performance based oh. class. <clears throat> so the, um, the thrust of the class is like how you can take improv principles and apply it to whatever field they're in. Um, kind of more like a improv corporate workshop, um, would teach. That's not to say that we don't, I don't teach performance um, games or yeah. um, that kind of thing, but um, uh, I give notes like um, I can't help sometimes giving performance notes. So there's, there's a guy in my class who has these awesome initial reactions to things, like facial stuff. Like he just like uh, he like has these awesome reactions, but he translates the. It, usually, it's like he's trying to think. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. uh, and he has these facial reactions. I was like, dude, use those. <laughs> you have yeah. you have awesome reactions and you're like fighting them to try and think of what the right response is. Um, just go with that. Um, I've introduced the concept from the decon of commentary, for especially for non-performance um, background people <clears throat> of like, if you are feeling it, it's okay to have that be what you're feeling in the game or the scene. Right. Um, that seemed to help a lot. Um, because a lot of times they're like, well, that's me reacting, but what, what's the other person expecting me to do? Which is a common yeah. beginning improv thing, right? Um, I'm like, that doesn't, does it matter? Yes. Is that your focus? No. Yeah. Uh, what's your initial reaction? Just use it. Um, I give that in a, a lot. Oh, and then this literally this past week, we got to uh, specificity um, and not being vague and how much that helps. We did three line scenes, and I just did the first round. I didn't call them anything like other than the rules. Right. And we talked about it, <clears throat> and uh, one of the students was like, uh, after the second round, uh, well, uh, that round felt better because we had stuff to say and to talk about. I was like, oh, you mean there was yeah. content to your scene? Said, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we refer to that as specificity. If you don't say painting, say the scream. Um, right. Don't don't say, you know, dishes, say corningware. You know, you know, it's the more specific you are, the more you ever react to. So it's those type of things. That's the stuff we're talking about. I think that's the one one detail of uh, truth and comedy that always stuck out to me when when Sharon was going off. Like, I remember when Michael Myers was on stage. I was going to say yeah. the points that stood out between all the name dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't say peanut butter. He would say Jif, extra crunchy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's, right. that's what Mike Myers would say from Canada. Yeah, that's that's how Canadians <laughs> talk. <laughs> yeah. And then he would all he would always use a Scottish accent when saying it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that took him far. 
Hey, man. I... That, that train has sailed, but it took him a long way. That train has sailed indeed. <laughs> See, and also, you know what we, the other thing I probably talk about is mistakes. Like, don't oh, I love Now you're in a world where trains sail. So I, I love a good mistake. Like 90% of the stuff of my quotes on the green room wall are mistakes that I turned to gold. <laughs> Because that's just the way I talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of um, level one and two teaching is just um, getting people okay with doing this stuff. Meaning not doing improv, but like right. um, opening themselves up emotionally, uh, acting silly in front of other people. Um filtering things through a character. I had a, I had a student ask in my class, um, how do you, uh, how do you do this without feeling like you're lying? And I was like, Ooh, that's a, wow. That's that is a, a, that's a, that's a really good, I like that. yeah, that's a really good question. I'm like, I assume you mean like you are playing a game, but you're playing as yourself. And you feel like you're lying because you yourself would never say or do these things, right? And so we had a conversation about character and point of view and how character creates uh, gives you a filter, and you know, so you can do these things and not feel like you yourself, <clears throat> you yourself are on stage doing these crazy things and saying these crazy things and walk off stage and feel like you're a horrible person because you did <laughs> you yelled at your aunt, um, who's not your aunt. Right. Um, and I said, that's why we do characters. And then I went off and to the like, well, but it's also improv. So what comes out of your mouth, the audience knows you're making up on the spot. So you can't like a character doesn't excuse everything. Um, uh, yes. Because when they go see a play like the Mockingbird and people say and do horrible racist stuff, they don't chase the actors down the street because they're horrible races because they know they're playing a part. Um, but in improv, there's that, there's that gray line. I'm like, it's really hard to do satire and, you know, play this, play a racist character in improv because what if your scene partner doesn't get it? Yeah. Uh, and you, end up, you end up doing a scene where you're just spouting off racist stuff because you want to do satire, but you sound like is a raging racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then people will chase you to the bar. Um, so we like it was a long, way longer conversation than he probably thought it was going to be. Well, it's a good uh, question. I mean, and, and like I do, like I always use uh, oh, what's Michael Scott as my the character, the, the character from The Office. Like, yeah, that's not Steve Carell, but that is how Steve Carell sees a man who who wants both power and to be popular. You know, and how yeah. and wants to be liked and loved, but feared. You know, in a in a particular way, that is how he sees it. So, it, understanding that you are saying a truth because that's what his truth is. That, that's how I see this character. Uh, that so that's how I portray him. Rather than use yeah. words, I'm just gonna you know act as if I'm that yeah. character. And uh, that's why is- I. I get annoyed when people do the whole, that's what she says unironically around me, especially like when I'm at work, like you realize Steve Carell is making fun of people who say that like that because they're not smart enough to make a joke when he's totally capable of actually making an interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this question came at the end of class too. So where I, where I ended my discussion of what we talked about was, when he left and literally the moment he left, I was like, Oh, one more thing. Cause he was an elementary ed major. Um, and the other side of all this elementary education. Uh, yeah. And so the other side is um, play theory. Like kids don't feel like they're li- they're lying when they, yeah. when they play, cause that you just play. Um, and yeah, I'm being mommy right now. Right. Like there's that side of it too. Like, as adults, we need the character stuff, but you know, it comes to us naturally because play comes to us naturally as we are growing up. <clears throat> and play isn't when we say the word play, we think like silly, nonsensical, not meaningful stuff. When really, 
play for children is how they see stuff and then they're trying to learn what it is. Um, you know, that's why we played house because we all awesome. grew up in a house. <laughs> it's, it, it's them doing a puzzle, like, and applying puzzle theory to to life situations. Right. You know. Then we also talk about like, yeah, improv helped me figure out some things, right? Like, you know, being more vulnerable or being at least open to being more vulnerable and uh, being okay with um, uh, situations that I'm not in control of, um, you know, on and on and on. And I'm like, if this stuff isn't clicking with you guys, that's fine. There's, you know, some people find the exact same things in martial arts. Uh, or uh, pottery, or painting, or any number of things. <laughs> uh, the point is, is that you're seeking them out, yeah. uh, and you're finding a way to try and help you see the world a little differently, and maybe help you deal with it a little bit more, uh, rather than sitting at home and becoming the Unabomber. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's if we talk about you know, what's a job description of an improv instructor It's not to teach someone how to be funny. It's, you know, allowing them to play or, you know, giving them permission to, to play. And like you said, the, the definition of play isn't being silly. It's, it's letting go of all that socialized stuff that we, we gain as we become adults because we're conditioned to, you know, act a certain way. Um, some good, some bad, some, you know, some is just, you know, like I said, we talked about the wall we put around ourselves. Uh, it's dropping that, you know, being on stage and having a spotlight on you can be empowering, but it can also be scary, to, you know. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't hide. <laughs> I think if, if I was going to write a job description, I mean, there would be a lot of bullet points, but I think right. the, top, the top one would be creating uh, a safe space for people to do all that stuff in. Absolutely. Like you have to, you have to call people out on stuff. Um, sometimes, uh, in a you know kind of way, right. <clears throat> um, and sometimes it's just pointing them out subtly. Uh, and the flip side of that is like, how do you find a way to get the shy people, quiet people, to come out and do the same thing, um, and do all of that? You know, that's the biggest thing. It's like teaching. Um, if you're an overbearing, angry dude who teaches third grade, um, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard yep. to have a, a space where kids want to come in and, and explore and ask questions and do stuff like right. no, one, no one wants to be an authoritarian space, um, which is kind of a loaded term right now, but <clears throat> you kind of know the thing I'm going for. There's a lot more, the bullet points, there's a lot more bullet points for being a teacher, but I think that's the biggest one. I, I, um, I mean, it's we talk about Jenny all the time, um, and she was like a hard-nosed, like, yeah. teacher, right? Like, she will yeah. tell you exactly what she thought, but never, not in a shitty way, except for that not one time. <laughs> well, he had it coming, so. <laughs> Correct. Um, but, you know, those are the... You know, when you look back at your teachers at the time, the yeah. ones you thought were pretty cool, probably in hindsight were the worst teachers. Um, not always, <clears throat> but maybe cool isn't the best term. Easy. Like that class was easy. And then you look back and it's like, well, yeah, it was easy. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We just um, hung out. And yeah. We didn't learn anything. I had, I got to do whatever I do. Yeah. <clears throat> it was challenging. I would say. Right. Yeah. It just I, would look at, I didn't really have that, that, with my training I, I was i was really lucky like everybody was pretty cool and had i think it was because uh i was a big fan of of the main stage and you know I, oh, I, I, yeah. just to be clear i was talking about like your education career eight calls oh. not, not education it still applies but when i was saying like when you look back at oh. easy teachers i wasn't talking about improv <laughs> Because uh, I didn't have any of those either. I just want everyone to know, uh, PJ, I, your class at Second City was great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, you want to hear a PJ story really quick? Uh, always. Um, 
So in my level B, so it would be like intro two. Uh, yeah. uh, I first had Dan Izzo, but that's when he really started getting the ball rolling on the Inferno. So he had he had to drop out halfway through the semester, and PJ took over. And you know, PJ was great. PJ was uh, has always been a really good. You know, he was always really cool. Uh, plus, he was an eye candy. I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> I had PJ twice. So I can't remember if I knew that yet. Yeah. Uh, I had a class and it was challenging, but I, I felt like what I did was really cool. And it, like after one of the exercises, like, hey, Bob, I want to talk to you after class. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. Like I felt, did I, did I, did I break improv? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 you know, I think we went to break or something. He took me aside and he's like, hey, man, I just want you to promise me you're going to stick to this, what you did. And then like just gave me like all this praise and it just it stuck with me you know uh it was a something i needed to hear but b i i wanted to like pass that forward so i think i think that's the great thing about you know being an instructor you get those opportunities uh especially like we, we were talking about people like you and i who didn't have an easy time at the beginning you know figuring out what our comedic voice would be uh, yeah. Just taking someone aside and just like, hey, I, I've been there. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say it gets easier instantly, but it can get. You know, if you just stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, in well, that was a more discriminate <laughs> uh, point of praise, yeah. but sometimes the indiscriminate ones too. Like, you're just oh, chatting yeah. with someone at the bar, one of your teachers, and you're like, oh, and they say something nice, and then like leave to go talk to their friends, and you're like. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah um it's weird because i kept all that in mind when i was talking with people like it's, i had never gotten to the point where none of that was in my brain when i was talking with people um like students uh, like i was always aware that i i am now the teacher and or director of the training program or I'm on cast, and so they see me play regularly. So I'm like, I know what I'm saying is not just me being talking to some person at the bar. Uh, like there's always, that's the other thing too, is being mindful that in non-class spaces and teaching moments, if you're talking to a student at the bar or in the house before a show, like it's never just you. You always have that mantle now. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because, like, it, I mean, I understand why it's a thing. It just took me a minute for it to, like, really sink in because, you know, you know, like most of most other artists or improvisers, like, I still have that not low self-esteem, but I'm just aware of, like, every mistake I've made since I walked in the door. Uh, oh, can't this kid see? I, I, it took me three times to get out of launch group. Why does he want to know what I'm saying? Why does he care? You know, uh, or she or whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, and sometimes it's like, yeah. uh, you're having, you're having an issue that I never faced myself. Yeah. So I can give you an external analytical version, but I can't say like, is what I did like because yeah. it was never a thing for me. Uh, oh, you can't be Voldemort on stage. Come on over here to this corner table. Yeah. Be here all night. Grab a whiskey. It's gonna be a <laughs> yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Get a double. Get a double. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a good place to the to, to, to stop. because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good good talk, man. That's a good uh, segue. Good segue. Yeah. See, James usually handles the segues. I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> just a reminder, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to us, uh, check us out on Improv FAQ on Facebook. Uh, we're also a podcast, so you can find that on gabbermedia.com. We're doing live shows every Sunday at 1 o'clock. If, if you're watching, here uh we'll be back <laughs> so uh you can see more of us uh hey Garrett, i forgot to ask you before we start recording are you plugging anything do you have anything you need to plug or uh not presently um <clears throat> oh well i guess i could say uh if you're wanting to challenge yourself with some 
Zoom improv classes. Pointless is new term is starting up the first week of November. I think awesome. it's on sale now. So oh. yeah, uh, all levels. That's awesome. All right. Thanks again, Gary. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been Improv FAQ, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.